Wow, that was amazing, wasn't it? Holy cow, I love that. That was amazing. We, we could just go home now. It feels like a mic drop moment, doesn't it? Just, just, we'll just go. Now I've got a few words for you. As Eric said, my name's Eric Peterson. I'm the pastor over at Benjamin's Hope. So grateful to be here worshiping with you. Um, we are obviously grateful recipients of a portion of your Thanksgiving offering. So um, from all of us at Benjamin's Hope, thank you for your generosity to us that we can do the work that we do, the unique work that we do. Um, so I'm just going to share just a little bit about who we are and then hopefully give you some thoughts about um, kind of how to move forward with marginalized people in your life. I think that's important for us to think about as Christian people. Um, so before we do, let me pray. God, we thank you for your faithfulness as we just heard declared so beautifully by the choir. Great is your faithfulness, God, to us. In this season of thanksgiving, Lord, we're so grateful for all that you have provided for us. And Lord, I just pray now that as we look at your word, as we think about the ministry of Benjamin's Hope, Lord, and the, the growing partnership between Christ Memorial Church and Benjamin's Hope, we just pray that you're glorified in all that, that is said and done here this morning. In your name, Jesus. Amen. So Benjamin's Hope, up on the north side of Holland, um, Riley near 152nd, we are a live, learn, play, and worship intentional farmstead community where people of all abilities are transformed by the love of Jesus. So we're a place where people live. A lot of people think of Benjamin's Hope and they're like, oh, that's a residential facility designed for disabled adults. That is absolutely one of the things we do. There's 32 men and women that call Benjamin's Hope home. But we're also a place where people learn. So we have a day program, not only for the folks who live at Benjamin's Hope, but also for a number of community members that come in just for the day, between nine and three, Monday through Thursday. For so many disabled adults, when they're not able to go to school anymore, they really struggle to find meaningful, purpose, purposeful work. Um, in the community, and so we've created a day program that's kind of a work replacement for folks that are significantly disabled. So Live, Learn, we're a place where people play. We've got a beautiful 40-acre piece of property up on the north side of Holland, and we've got people that take their morning dog walks there, their evening jogs. Um, we've got an open barn. Many of you know that, that our signature animal is the alpaca. So we've got people that come by and they check out the, the barn animals. So it's kind of a, a cool place where we can try to make connections between people of varying abilities. And then we're a place where people worship. So we have a church plant right on the, the site of Benjamin's Hope and I pastor that church as well as kind of minister to the, the community, the residential community of Benjamin's Hope. So that's who we are, live, learn, play, and worship. If people ask you what Benjamin's Hope is, you can say, hey, those four pillars are kind of who we are. So we got a little video that's gonna capture a little bit more of that in, in visual. So. Hopefully the tech team got this figured out. We were, we were struggling with it this morning, but I, I have faith in them that they got it. So let's check it out.
Benjamin's. That's Benjamin's Hope. Isn't that an amazing place? Thank you guys for pulling through back there. That was worth it. So yeah, Benjamin, so, by the way, that, the, our, our very own Eric Skrotenborg, gifted videographer and, and gifted composer of music, put that whole thing together, which is amazing, right? I know, yeah, so we can give it up for him as well. All right, so I'm gonna, we're gonna do a little kind of self-evaluation here. Um, let me see if, we're, I'm gonna see if this clicker is gonna work. Yes, oh, I went one too far. There you go. So this is what's called the five stages, our attitudes toward people with disability. This was put together a number of years ago by a, a ministry called Elam Christian Services down in the Chicagoland area with some partnership from Johnny and Friends, the RCA and CRC Disability Concerns. And this is sort of a self-evaluation tool for where, where you might fall on your attitudes toward people who are, are differently abled. And so I'm gonna ask you, I'm just gonna read through these and I want you to self-evaluate where along this continuum you might find yourself, okay? So stage one is ignorance. And ignorance is basically saying, um, when you come into contact with somebody with disability saying, there must be something deeply wrong with that family for them to deserve a disability. It's a pretty ignorant attitude. Thankfully, in an educated um, kind of culture like, like we live in in, in uh, West Michigan, people don't stay in a place of ignorance as it relates to disability for too long if you go through our education system. Um, but stage two is a little bit above that, and it's pity. And pity is like, I just feel really sorry for those people, right? Anytime you've got a those people or a them in your kind of vocabulary, there might be a touch of pity in there. Sometimes I see a little bit more subtle forms of pity. I'll run into people in the community that know what I do and know that I'm the pastor out at Benjamin's Hope, and they'll say something to me like, hey, how are the kids doing over there at Benjamin's Hope? We don't serve any children, all adults, right? So can you, t can you sense just that subtle little bit of pity in a, in a question like that? I usually just respond, so I, I usually say just, oh, the men and women at Benjamin's Hope are doing great, right? So, but stage three is where a lot of us Christian folk get stuck. I feel like there's a, a barrier between stage three and stages four and five, which is what we really um, aspire to. Stage three is care, and care is good. But it's, there's a bit of a kind of a top-down nature to care, right? There's a, I'm here in a caregiving role and you're, you're down here and, and it's a good thing I'm here to provide the care that you need. It absolutely recognizes the dignity, worth, and value of humans. Um, but there is a little bit of a top-down nature to care. And what we try to do at Benjamin's Hope, and one of, the, one of the reasons that I use this when I'm preaching out and about, is to help kind of just change that mindset a little bit, to go from care to at least friendship, which is mutuality, right? There's things that I can learn from you. There's things that you can learn from me. And that's, that's a, a way of seeing people as fully dignified and fully worthy, right? And then stage five is actually co-laboring. That's where we really try to get to, where we say, you know, people of all abilities have been given God-given gifts for use in his world and kingdom, right? It may be a little tricky to know what that looks like, but it's, it's what we aspire to, definitely at the Church of Benjamin's Hope, where we have people of all abilities co-laboring together in the work and life of our church. And so in order to, to get to 
friendship and co-laboring, I think that there's, there's some scripture that can guide us in that. And so what I'd like to talk about this morning is extravagant love. I'm going to let you guys do it. The, the clicker is not, not going very fast. So if you guys are just advanced, then go to the next slide for me. Thanks. So extravagant love. We're going to use Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, just a couple of verses. This is from the message translation, which is, you know, a paraphrase of the Bible. But I think that Eugene Peterson in his paraphrase captures well um, the idea here. So listen for God's word. Paul says this to the Ephesians. Watch what God does and then you do it like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything, everything of himself to us. Love like that. And that's a, it's like Christ-like love is, 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 is a lot to aspire to, but right, that's the picture, right? An incarnational Jesus who came, right? We'll, we'll celebrate at the table today. Um, came to live for us, but ultimately to die for us, to set us free from sin and death, right? That's the picture of extravagant love that God has for us through Christ. But we're also called to live lives like that, that kind of self-sacrificing love. So we're going to talk about just, you guys can go to the next slide for me. Thanks. So three kingdom movements, I think, especially as we think through this lens of self-sacrificing love. And, and I think that this can go for people affected by disability, but also any marginalized people, right? I think fill in the blank for whatever marginalized people are in our community, these movements, I think, um, can, be, can be made with any marginalized people. And Jesus had a heart for the marginalized, right? People that were pushed to the margins. So a movement is from isolation to community. So many people in my world, the world of, of disability, feel isolated because of the effects of their disability. They feel isolated with, with having a lack of friendship or lack of, of connection in the community, and right? So a kingdom movement that we need to make as people that see folks who are pushed to the margins is help them move from isolation to community. Right? It's, it's the reason that Benjamin's Hope exists, to help people move out of isolation into community, to find a home or to have a place to go for work or to have a place of worship that says, yes, I belong here, right? That's a movement. I think another movement is from homogeneity, where everybody just looks, acts, and feels like me, to diversity, right? That's a movement, but it's not an easy movement, right? here at Christ Memorial Church, right? Trying to, to think about what does it look like for us as a church to reflect the community around us. That's a move from homogeneity to diversity. It's tricky work. It's hard work, right? We have a heart for the diversity of abilities at Benjamin's Hope, right? From, from a, a, a homogeneous community to, to one with a diversity of abilities. That's a kingdom movement, but it takes some self-sacrificing love to get, get there. From self-comfort, to compassion is a kingdom movement. These aren't all the kingdom movements. These are just three of the lenses that I think through as I think about our work at Benjamin's Hope. 
but the currency or the cost that carries the weight of isolation to community or homogeneity to diversity or self-comfort to suffering with or suffering alongside, which is what compassion means, is self-sacrificing love. That is the currency. We go back to the scripture where, where Paul was teaching the Ephesians, love like Jesus, right? Love like Jesus. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. That's a movement. The quote from, from Scott McKnight. You guys can go to the next sl slide for me, please. Scott McKnight, um, author that I really respect, he wrote a book called Kingdom Conspiracy, and he says it this way. In a general and more defined sense, then, kingdom mission must be incarnational. We, too, must leave in order to lead others to find God. We, too, must become what others are, in order to help them to become what God wants for them. And we too are to morph in order to guide others into kingdom transformation. We must die so that others may live, right? This is, this is the work, uh, this was the work of Jesus and it continues to be the work of the living Jesus, right? But it's also the work that we're called into as followers of Jesus, to, to make those kingdom movements for us to become more Christ-like so that others might live, right? Go, out, go to the next slide for me, fellas. One of the ways that we do that at Benjamin's Hope, and this is kind of our guiding culture statement, and interestingly, I'm, I'm preaching through this, this, uh, this Benjamin's Hope Way culture statement, which guides everything that we do at Benjamin's Hope in a series where I preach on Sunday evenings. Um, but this is kind of how we do it. And maybe this is a, a little lens for you as, it, as, it, as you think about, as I interact with people who are different or marginalized or pushed to the edges in my life, this is what it could look like. Um, committed to loving God and others, we fiercely respect the dignity, intelligence, and value of all humans. We're creative, courageous, and committed to excellence. Through the love of Christ, we live the abundant life together. And I think for you, as Christ Memorial Church, you've got your own guiding mission and vision statements, but, but something like this as you think about, and I know you're, you're kind of in the midst of kind of coming together, right? From, from two worshiping services to one, one community of faith worshiping together, from varying music styles to kind of saying, no, we're gonna do this together, right? I think this is a guiding, a guiding word for you all as well. I've got a, a cool picture that I'm going to show, so you guys can show this picture. Let's see if we got it. Oh, man. It's, you guys got to see if you can get it up there. I know it might take a second. They might take a second. As they're setting it up, I'll set it up, okay? They're going to try to try to put that up there again. Um, so this next picture that you show, hopefully they can get it up there, is kind of a picture for me of what it looks like to move toward friendship in, in, in working with people affected by disability. So it's a picture of me and my friend Elizabeth, who, it, who it has cerebral palsy and, and has spent most of her life in an electric wheelchair. She's just a little bit older than me. Her, pipe, her, her bucket list dream was to go to a Michigan-Ohio State football game. I don't know, anybody know that it was a game yesterday? Anybody know that? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I waited till the end of the sermon to say go blue, but go blue. Um, so so my, my friend Elizabeth has always wanted to go to an, an Ohio State-Michigan football game. Now she, in an electric wheelchair, that, that's tricky business. It's very possible, but it takes, it, it took some work on my part and the part of some of my friends. So we had a friend that had to, her, her wheelchair accessible van wouldn't have made it between Ann Arbor and back from here. So we had to borrow a more reliable van and a friend helped with that. We needed to find a place to park a handicapped accessible van near the stadium so she could get in in an accessible entrance. We had a friend help with that, right? Um, we had to figure out how to get tickets and then trade them in for accessible seats at, at, at the big house, which is a thing too, right? So a lot of steps to kind of say, you know what? But I'm telling you, there, there are barriers to having friendship with people who are differently abled or anybody who's marginalized. But if you choose to move in and say, you know what, I'm gonna carry some of that cost and I'm gonna make it work, it's worth it. Did you guys get it? Let's see if you got it. They might not have it. Oh man, if you wanna see the picture, you have to come and see me afterwards because I got it on my phone, but it's okay that, it, that, it, that it's not working, but it, it's, it's epic. It's me and Elizabeth, I'll just describe it. Me and Elizabeth, selfie with everybody rushing the field afterwards at Michigan Stadium, which is epic. Oh, there it is, yes, that's me and Elizabeth. Isn't that awesome? There we go. I knew those guys would figure it out if I just talked it long enough, right? You just like fill space. That's right. So my challenge to you is to think about people in your community or your world, whoever, whatever your circle of influence is, right? Like think about what does it look like for me to move a little bit closer, to take a step out of my comfort in order to bridge some of those gaps. And that's going to take some self-sacrifice for you, right? But as, as that picture showed, it's worth it, right? To have friendships with people who are differently abled is worth it. So a few ways that you can partner with us. You guys can go to the next slide for me. Here's a couple ways to partner with us. You can worship with us. So one of the reasons that I can preach here this morning and still be the pastor of a church of Benjamin Soap is that we happen to gather in the evening at 6 p.m. So you guys don't have evening church here anymore, do you? No, nobody really has evening church anymore, which is why we have an evening church, because you can come and visit us. So 6 p.m. every Sunday at Benjamin's Hope, you could worship with us. I was just talking to a friend this morning who said, I've been invited a few times, and I'm like, uh, but I haven't come yet. I'm gonna, I said, I'm going to look for you, and you're going to come. And she's like, no, now I have to come. I'm like, yes, you do. I'll look for you. I would love for you guys to come, any of you, to come and experience what worship is like at Benjamin's Hope. I know Meredith and Eric have been there. It's, it's, pretty, it's really fun. There's a lot going on. I'm telling you, 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 won't, you, you won't leave bored, let me tell you that. You can have fun with us. So on Thursday nights, we have a Club Connect friendship ministry, which is all about breaking that barrier from care to friendship that we talked about. If you wanna say, you know, what does it look like for me to move closer? We've got a spot for you to do that. Thursday nights at 6 p.m., come and join us. Start friendships with people who are differently abled. You can come and work with us. Sometimes churches that are a little larger like this, they set up service days to come out at Benjamin's Hope and just say, you know what, we wanna come and serve and get to know you. Um, just become a little closer friend with us 
and see where that takes us and you. Just let it work organically. Or you can pray with us. And you guys can go to the next slide as far as prayer. You could just pray protection over us for the people who call Benjamin's Hope home, our staff and volunteers, all involved in the church of Benjamin's Hope. And you can continue to pray for provision for us, for the Lord to provide for his good work there. And you have put your hands and feet to that prayer of provision already by giving to the the work through your Thanksgiving offering. Um, So we're gonna come to the table in just a few minutes. And I think this picture is a picture of that move, right? That incarnational move that Jesus came for us, right? In the flesh to move closer to us. Because if, if there was anybody who was marginalized, it was all of us, right? Through the sin of our lives. But Jesus came close. So let's pray together. God, we thank you that you came close to us, that you didn't leave us alone, Lord, but you chose to come to be with us, Lord, and, and ultimately, Jesus, to, to give your very life for us, to set us free. Um, Lord, we thank you for that. Help us to live self-sacrificing lives, Lord, that we would be able to do that good work, that same work that you've done for us, that we would live and love like that. We love you, God. We love you, Jesus, and we pray in your name. Amen.